The Will Cain Show podcast is presented by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day. What's in your wallet? Here we go. This is interesting. We're off to a different start, but you'd expect that. The man, Stephen Jackson, one of the great storytellers in all of sports media, he's going to be with us here on the Rosillo Show for one hour. We got, go. we got you for a segment, and then I went to Saruti. I go, you know, he's just... I know sometimes you just hear, like, you want to hang out? Power. Perfect. Okay, so we got to get a couple stories for you. For those that want a different perspective on this, uh, he's also got his Instagram story live going right now. That's underscore stack five. It's S-T-A-K. Leave out the C. Stack underscore stack five underscore. There we go. And he's talking to people right now. Somebody want to know when his... What do they want to retire your Bobcats jersey? Yeah, they, some, they they really they, a lot of people want the, uh, the Bobcats to retire my jersey. Cause I have a lot of records there. I was got the team to the playoffs for the first year. You know, was I, that the eight seed? Yep, yep. yep. Was that with uh, Larry Brown? Larry Brown. Yeah, that's right. Yep, okay, yep. I'm but just, it won't happen, guys. Sorry. Wait, wait a minute. So I think I almost have to start. My there. jersey retired in the strip club. Go to Magic City. They know me good. My my jerseys <laughs> and the Raptors are there. I promise you. <laughs> Speaking of Roll Tide, uh, you were there two years, and they want your jersey. That's some serious. You made an impression on those people. Two yeah, years, got, in. they were terrible when I got there. <laughs> got there, ended up making the playoffs. You know, my first year there, so I love the fans of Charlotte. Uh, all right, so uh, this is where I want to start. I want to do some story time with you. We have to. We may even take some calls, man. You're just so good at this. I'm cool with that. But we'll do it, whatever. Let's have some fun. But I do want to start a little headlining here. Watching last night, close game, Cavs win again mm-hmm. uh, at home against Sacramento. And, you know, I don't really get down on good teams playing close games against, but they've won 13 in a row. They're only three and a half back into the Celtics team. So as you see how Boston and Cleveland are playing out now, I think it's safe to say Boston's been better than we thought. Definitely better defensively. Definitely better, even with the, with the loss of Gordon Haywood. Yeah. I never it's, expected it, this. It's crazy, but... How has your mind, if it's changed at all, changed about who you think is the tops in the East 20 games into this? Well, I've, all, I've always thought Cleveland was tops because you have LeBron. You have the best player in the world. Even when they were, what, 5-7? and seven. Yeah, because I knew it's a new team. And I, I said at the beginning of the season they had the best roster from 1-15 through 15 because they have guys that experience and they have all veterans. They don't have any young guys like Boston. A lot of guys on Boston's team never been to the playoffs, especially the key players. Mm-hmm. Um with with Cleveland, they have guys like Jeff Green, Crowder, uh, Corber, Jarrah Smith, guys that's that's experienced, that's been around, uh, and their their roster is solid. But when you got LeBron, he's gonna figure it out, and he leads by example. And once he gets going, the whole team comes on. So I wasn't worried about, worried about Cleveland. I was more worried about Boston, especially with the loss of Gordon Hayward. Yeah, the loss of Gordon Hayward. You okay? You know what I loved about what Boston did is I love that Danny Ainge goes. Yeah, I know I was the one seed, but was I really? You know, it doesn't it a, matter. It was a weird one seed. He brings back only four players from that team. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like he wanted to move on from Isaiah, but when you can get Kyrie for him, and I never I would, thought I would have made that. Yeah, deal. is Kyrie better now? Is he better now than we thought he'd be away from LeBron as a player? Yeah, because you know, in Cleveland, he was a Uzi in Cleveland, but he only had two bullets. And that's not he, good. Now he in Boston with the extended Uzi's, clip. Yeah. yeah, he got the extended clip. You know what I'm saying? The the, the, the banana clip in Boston. He's just shooting everybody down, and and that's the player he wants to be. He he don't wants to be held back or uh, overshadowed by anybody. He wants to go out there and ball out, and that's what he's doing in Boston. If I were to defend, not that I have to worry about defending Kyrie anytime soon, <laughs> I think I would try to block his shot from where I don't think he'd release it at the rim. Because if he shows it to you, that's never where he is the best I've ever seen as a small guy finishing against size. I've said it for a couple years now. But you might it's like swinging a knuckleball. You might as well just try to block the shot where you don't think he's going to release it from. Right. And you know who he reminds me of? Rod Strickland. I think Rod Strickland was one of those guys, the point guards that can finish. And 
I don't know if you can block it because he always puts it where you where you least expect him to lay it up. At. Like I say, he's one of the best finishers, and he can finish with both hands. I think that's what's more, most, most deadly about him. You never know what hand he's going to finish with. Now, handle-wise, he's one. I <clears> thought <throat> he and Curry were close, and I still think Steph is, is number two in, in the handle department, but it feels like Kyrie's gotten even better. How come there's guys that can go full <laughs> dribble the whole time, and then there's guys that can't dribble more than twice? How does that happen? Growing up playing the game, where guys like will just stop. Was it because they were always big, younger when they were younger? I don't know. I think like me, I played. I was bigger than everybody, but I was forced to handle the ball. You know, I was I was forced to be a point guard. Like I don't know. I I think it's just something that 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 you want to do. Guys, that's in the NBA that can't dribble. Obviously, you never cared about dribbling <laughs> in high school, middle school, <laughs> growing up. No time. You know, maybe you can't dribble. Like who now. couldn't dribble? Who was a, like kind of a score perimeter guy? But you knew, like, man, don't put it on the floor a third time. Matt Barnes, <laughs> that's my brother. I love Matt to death. But you know, with Matt Barnes, it's two dribble, spin move, max. Okay, if, I have if, a Matt Barnes will kill you T-shirt, so I love that guy. That's my guy. That's my brother. You know, who would win in a fight? With who? You and Matt Barnes. We would never fight. Oh, come on. We would never fight. Well, hypothetical. So you had a dream about it. Woke yeah. Up. I, I, you know what? I would rather dream about me fighting somebody that I actually hate. Because that, that, that fight could actually happen. The Matt, a fight with me and Matt Barnes will never happen. Okay, all right, all right. It's moving on. I'm sorry. I didn't, we'll, we'll, we'll do that one later. <laughs> I didn't want to derail everything here. All right, so Matt Barnes is a two-dribble guy. Then you know you got him. Because he's going to spin. After the second dribble, he's spinning. I guarantee you. We call him the spin cycle. If you look at Matt Barnes, if he dribble, takes more than two dribbles, that third dribble is going to be a spin move. Guaranteed. I'm going back to look him up. Guaranteed. When he did the thing with Kobe, do you think Kobe gets too much credit for not flinching because he didn't notice? And he was didn't tired? get enough credit. <laughs> like, like I wish, like when Matt flinched at Kobe, and he, I mean, through the ball, first of all, Kobe, Kobe didn't flinch. You know, those, uh, it's, a, it's a whole bunch of memes. Like when something happened, everybody like, ooh. <laughs> I wish everybody could have ran on the court and be like, God, oh, Kobe, you gangster, you gangster. Because he did not flinch. I don't know nobody that wouldn't have flinched that close to the ball. Kobe's I, a G. Kobe's a G. That's the thing is, it was he so locked in that, like, I almost, I'm so skeptical of everything, but you're right. Like, if he truly didn't, like, he just, like, I didn't flinch. And that's what the video shows us. Nobody expected him. It, I, would, I flinched watching it. It might be my favorite Kobe highlight. That's I, stupid. I like how he, t- he, he, he didn't throw any, but he took, he took two punches against Chris Child. I was proud of Kobe. Like, he ate him. He took him and was ready to go back. Yeah, Childs did give him a one-two. Ooh, nice one-two piece. He got out of there after, which, which is smart, because he, he know he understands the NBA fight. Whoever throws the first two win. <laughs> That's the NBA fight, because they're breaking it up. Chris Childs, you a smart guy. What about when Raja clotheslined him? When Raja clotheslined Kobe? Yeah, so when you're watching, like, you're a good player, but you're not superstar level like Kobe. When you guys are watching that, are you kind of rooting for the Rajas and the Chris Childs? Types? No, no, because I, I always felt like Raja Bell was dirty. You know what I mean? You, you don't need to clothesline him. I mean, if I was on Kobe's team, I would have went Roger Mouth. Bing, bing. Fronts <laughs> everywhere. You know what I'm saying? It would have happened that fast because that was my role as a teammate. And when you're doing dirty stuff like that, there's no reason to clothesline somebody. You must you must got something on your mind, so let's let it off. Okay, that's the start with Steven Jackson. we got three <laughs> or more of those. All right, give me – so when I saw you in the cafeteria, I said, I want to do another great story like you yeah. did with the, the palace, the malice at the palace. What story do you have for us? Uh, let's see. We're going to do this next, so I'm going to tease it. All right. You're well, going to tease it, basically. Uh, I got a story about – did I tell you a story about playing paintball with mm. Tim Duncan? No. Nope. In preseason? I nope. almost got kicked off the team? No. Done. All right. Yeah. There you go. All right. I almost got kicked off the Spurs because yeah. of paintball and Tim Duncan. Yes. Steven Jackson for a full hour right here at the Rosillo Show. Giving you the straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Best phones. Best networks. No 
contract Stephen Jackson in studio at ESPN Radio. In life, there are talkers and there are doers. Sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference. Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done. Starting his business out of a one-room office, Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers. Now, there's a clear choice. Do you want a debater or a doer? Someone who can fix health care, who's done it. A guy who's unafraid of tough challenges, who has a track record creating jobs, who's taken on the NRA and won. That's Mike Bloomberg, a proven leader who can unite our country and get big things done. That's who can beat Trump. That's who we need in the White House. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. And now another edition of Obvious News from Geico. Experts now say that wearing more clothes in the winter will, in fact, help you be warmer. We asked cold victim Trent Patterson about this, and here's what he said. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. I I was a little cold, put on a sweater, then wasn't cold. I was like, what? Also in obvious news, Geico makes it easy to save money and easy to reach them with licensed agents available around the clock. So switching is a really smart decision. That's obvious news from Geico. Getting texts left and right going, don't go to break. <laughs> don't do anything. I could be like, hey, is, is Andre Drummond turning things around? I don't care, man. I want to, I want to do the story that you're doing on your Instagram talking to people right now. We're going to take some calls. Triple eight say ESPN. It's 888-729-3776. Steven Jackson for an hour here on the Rosillo show. You can also hit us up on Twitter, 100flowers.com. Twitter feed is at Rosillo show. This holiday season, the best deals. Or at 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, when you order the Holiday Light Roses bouquet, you'll get double the flowers at no extra cost. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash ESPN. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash ESPN. And your Twitter handle is? the DA Trill Stack 5. The Trill Stack 5. And then the Instagram story is underscore stack, S-T-A-K-5 underscore. Yes, so what happened? You almost got kicked off the Spurs for what? Killing Tim Duncan? Well, this is what happened. So it's preseason, you know. Tim Which is, year are we? This is um, going into the championship year, going into the uh, well, 03. Oh, three. 03. <laughs> David Robinson's last year. Going into the season. Um, the year pre- 24. Yeah. The previous year I was on Angeles, so I didn't play all that year. So um, we going. I been, I was there all summer. I stayed in, in, in uh, San Antonio all summer and stayed and worked out with Tim. And you liked Tim. You and Tim got That's along. That's my guy. He right. lo- you know what I'm saying? Tim loved me, and the way he embraced me, it felt like, I had my big brother again because I lost my big brother when I was 15, 16. So Tim Duncan filled that role the time I was in San Antonio. I have to give him that. That's why I love him to death. But he used to always take me with him playing paintball. He knew I wasn't scared of nothing. I've been shot at by real bullets. So paintballs, I was not afraid of. Can we get to that in segment four? (laughs) (laughs) So so I was not worried about paintballs at all. You know what I mean? So we (laughs) wanted to have a team bonding uh, event before training camp. Pop said, y'all can do anything y'all want, just don't go play paintball. He knew how serious me and Tim took paintball. So, and Tim, I think, now Tim has the 2025 paintball guns where they shoot 30 paintballs at a time. So he had all the top stuff. So Tim was, him and his uh, best friend, Nico, shout out to Nico, which is now the DA in San Antonio. Uh, but, uh, so we decided to go. I have some friends. Tim have some friends. So we we separate the two teams. So I'm always on Tim team. So I don't. I didn't know really the paintball talk. So Tim, 
I want you at 10, I want you at 20s, and it's different bells. So I know t- uh, 20s in the middle, 10 is all the way up, 50s mm-hmm. back. You know, it's like yards. Sure. But, it, it, but it's beams that you hide behind. So normally at the beginning of the game, Tim, t- Tim telling me, Jack, go. That means go as far as I can without getting shot. If I can get close to him, like right on the other side of him, where I can shoot him like this, mm-hmm. go, Jack. But he knows <laughs> I'm not scared to get hit. So I'm like, you know, Tim Duncan telling me to go. Go, Jack, go. So I take off running. We're playing a game called uh, Get the Flag. So, like I said, Tim had all the 2020 things. I had the normal mask that you get from the place when you go there. Yeah. Yeah, they give you the stock stuff. You got rentals. Rentals, exactly. That's exactly what I had. So I had a rental mask. So I'm not knowing that these masks fog up, right? I'm yeah. not knowing that. So I'm running hard. I'm sweating. I'm 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 007. I'm dodging bullets, sliding. You know, I'm just doing all the stuff that I see on video games. I'm actually doing it in real life. So I get to the stairs to grab the flag, right? So it's it's the flag is in between some steps, so you can go up without getting hit. But the bullets, I mean, uh, the, the it's not bullets. The paintballs are still coming. So I'm ducking down, and I'm reaching up for the flag. And as I reach up for the flag, I breathe, and my mask fogs up. So I, I'm not even thinking that I have to take another step. So I just reach up to grab the flag, and I miss the step. As I do that, my mask slides up. I hit the step, mouth first. Boom! Blood just starts shooting everywhere. So nobody knows because they can't see me. Nobody knows that I'm about to bleed out. <laughs> I'm about to bleed out. It was a self-inflicted wound. I'm about to bleed out. So I'm, I'm on the steps holding, trying to feel like all this blood coming from my lips just swelling up at the same time. It's just swelling up. So nobody can hear me. See me. So I put my mask down, and I'm trying to walk off the field to tell them that I didn't Yeah, I'm hurt. Them. But yeah, yeah, I'm hurt. And as I'm walking down, everybody shoots me. So when they shoot, they shoot me like 10 times in the back. I turn around, and they see me, and all they see is blood on my shirt. Everybody start freaking out like, what happened? Was it a real bullet in one of the guns? What happened? Everybody start running over. They see my mouth. Tim's like, how are we going to tell explain this to Pop? We would go to practice tomorrow, right? So we sit there and try to make up all kind of stuff. I fell somewhere, da, da, da. And once we got to practice, we had a nice story. I don't remember exactly what the story was the next what day. What were some of the lies that you suggested? Uh, that I fell down the steps at home. Shower, A cat. ball hit me in the mouth. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was playing. Uh, me and my friend was boxing and stuff like that. So I get to practice, and I see Pop. So his face is like, I don't want to hear it. Don't, be, don't BS me. Tell me what happened. So as I'm getting ready to tell the story, Malik Rose walks in. This is I'm glad he did because he helped us. Pop has the... Shack of the knack, yeah. Pop has the, you jeopardized my best player, Tim Duncan. You was involved. You're hurt. I don't know what, you know. Yeah, you didn't even play he's last hot. year. Oh, he's <laughs> terrible. He's, he's hot. Malik walks in, and as I'm finna explain Pop, Malik walks in and points at my lip. Yo, what is this? And just busts out laughing, right? His reaction made Pop laugh. So it, that was my time. We went and played paintball, Pop. I can't lie. I fell playing paintball. He's like, did not t- but I was all right. He seen I was all right. Yeah. And Malik kind of broke the ice. And nothing was wrong with Duncan. I did get suspended. <laughs> Tim was fine. Tim was laughing. Pop's only reply was, I'm glad it was you and not Tim. I'd rather be you and Tim. Thanks, Pop. Thanks. <laughs> that <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> Steven Jackson here on the Rosilla Show on ESPN Radio. All right, we're just to take some calls. Ask him whatever. Um, oh, he doesn't have uh, – yeah, we need him to throw in his earpiece if you can. All right. Right here. Throw those in so you can hear the calls here. We're taking calls. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, let's go. All right, we got uh, Chris in Wisconsin. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. How's it going? I'm a big fan of both of you guys. Uh, I'm a Milwaukee Bucks fan, 
So I was just kind of wondering if Stephen had any stories from his time there. I know it didn't end on the best terms, but, you know, still a big fan of both of you guys. I'll hang up and listen. Uh, you know, uh, I think the best story that I got about Milwaukee was um, being able to stay home and get paid and not go to the games. That's the best story. But, I mean, I, I, I did not get along with Scott Skiles. I didn't even want to go play for him. You know, I was traded there from Charlotte. I didn't want to leave Charlotte and go to Milwaukee. And I was at the point in my career where I didn't want to be a, a part of a, a team that had no 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 motivation to win. You know, I mean, Brandon Jennings didn't want to be there. Bogut didn't want to be there. And I was in a situation with a whole bunch of young guys that really didn't know the direction their career was going with a coach that a lot of guys didn't like because he wasn't the player's coach. The best thing about the organization was John Hammond. He was great, the GM. I love John Hammond. He's a real straight-up guy. I love John Hammond. But uh, the best part about that was besides John Hammond was me having – I had a nice condo in Milwaukee right on the water. That's the only thing I remember. I don't even remember playing a game there. Let's go to Hunter in Missouri. <laughs> I had a nice pad. I had a sick pad. I'm telling you. I shot a video in it. I got a video uh, off the French Montana beat. You know what I'm saying? That I shot I shot in the condo, and the condo was laid. Man, I'm talking about I had a gate with a key for my closet. Yeah, Milwaukee is a nice place, but the team sucked. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> okay, Hunter in Missouri. I didn't even think that was a great question either. <laughs> hey, hello, guys. What's big up? fan, by the way. How you guys doing today? Good, and you? How big? All right, so, uh, oh, uh, very big fan. Cool. All right, so my question to Stephen is um, how, or what are your thoughts on the uh, Cleveland streak coming up now? I'll hang up and listen. I mean, it's, it's what I expected. I mean, if anybody is surprised by this this winning streak, you haven't been watching basketball for the last 15 years. Uh, they have LeBron, a guy named LeBron James from Akron, Ohio, on their team, about 6'8", 270, has a 40-plus-inch vertical, um, and he's he's basically getting better with time. And if you don't know this guy, I think you should check him out. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure you, you might not know him. His name is LeBron James. Check him out. He's really good. Where's number 23? He's see, just been the best player the last 15 years, and he's on that team. See, I think what's happening here is that our man <laughs> wanted to call and say hi to you, and then he wasn't quite sure he wanted to ask you, especially after the last condo thing. So can I ask you about the real bullets? Yes, yeah? Yes. All right, because I actually want to hear that story. So dodging real bullets, and then we'll maybe, Steve, we can sneak in your defensive questions about the Cavs, but I doubt it. <laughs> Steven Jackson, the Rosillo Show at ESPN Radio. Now that Human Resources Director Fernando Pino has Kronos for HR, payroll, talent, and time, he's completely crushing it. He even has his own hype song. Supporting our entire workforce, everyone has different hours, skill sets, and pay grades. Motivating and engaging our people every step of the way. Kronos. HR solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger. I'm on the top. I'm gonna rise up. I'm on the top. Top. I'm gonna rise up. I'm on the top. Okay, this is awesome. It's a lot of fun. Everyone's texting me from all over the country listening here to the Rosillo Show on ESPN Radio saying just keep it going with Steven Jackson, our man here. Um, we all know him from hoops. We know him from Countdown. But he's – wait a minute. Do you go on Howard Stern? 
No. All right. So I don't. I don't understand. I just got a note from somebody saying. I love when he goes on Howard Stern. You should go on Howard Stern. I would Stern. love to go on Howard Stern. Well, it would be a win for everybody involved. But I was like, I don't think he goes on Howard Stern. Let, let me selfishly keep him around here for at least a few more minutes. <laughs> Subscribe right now, 30 for 30 podcast, the listen tab of the ESPN app or Apple podcast, brought to you by ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Try it for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash 30. Subscribe to the Rosilla Show podcast as well, and then unsubscribe, and then do it again, because that's how all the numbers are kept track of. And it's really stupid, but if you do it and we do it, then everybody thinks we're really good. All right, moving on. <laughs> okay, you dropped the paintball, but then you said that's not like dodging real bullets. So right. tell us the dodging real bullet story. Happy birthday, Smith Mills, 360, one of my followers. Okay, so I am grew up in Port Arthur, Texas. Port Arthur, Texas is an hour from Houston, uh, 45 minutes from Louisiana, so we're right on the Gulf. That's why you sound, your accent a yes. little bit is a little bit more by you than it is. I it mean, comes out a lot, Yeah, too. yeah. Especially when I'm that. having fun and I'm not thinking. Uh, but I live uh, on the Gulf of Mexico where the hometown of UGK. You ever heard of a rap group called UGK? Yeah. Pimp yeah. C and Bun B. Rest in peace, Pimp C. Shout out Bun. And um, that's my hometown. And it's where I grew up, it was, grew up there, it was three, two high schools, eight sets of low-income housing. So eight sets of projects. So... It's, but it's small, only 70,000 people. So everybody knows everybody. Port Arthur's 70,000. Yes. Okay. Everybody know everybody. So it was a situation where it's still the east side and the west side of my hometown. I grew up on the west side. But I went to middle school on the east side. So I'm cool, and I play basketball. So you you know if you're an athlete, you get along with everybody, gangbangers, pimps. You get Everybody get along with you because you're the athlete. And I was the only athlete that had promise to make it coming out of my hometown at the time. So everybody knew me. Even though I stayed in trouble, they all protected me. You know, when things, you get in a lot of trouble? I could have, but they protected me. Like when times when I wanted to sell drugs and I really didn't know what I was doing, my friends would take it out of my pocket and sell it for me. Or times where I wanted to pull out a gun and shoot somebody, get in a fight, they would stop me. You know, my city protected me, and that's why I'm, I'm a big reason why I'm successful. But back to the story, I grew up on the west side, and my friends on the west side didn't get along with the guys on the east side. But like I said, I hung out with everybody. It's like 2, 3 in the morning, and one of my friends from the east side was having a dice game outside his house. And the guy I was with, he loved gambling. How old I, are you now at this point? 15, 16, okay. around that time. Well, probably younger than probably 14, 14, 15. And um, I go, I'm riding with him all night, you know, smoking, doing the things we do, hanging out. And uh, he want, he stops by this guy's house uh, that uh, where they were shooting dice, like 10, 15 guys out there. Me personally, I wouldn't go there without him. I know that my friends and these guys don't get along, but I get along with everybody. But I know they've been shooting at each other the last three, four weeks, consistent, every weekend, at every club. So we're shooting dice. Well, they're shooting dice, and I'm just standing there, you know, probably smoking or something like that. And all you hear is for about a good two, three minutes coming from an alley. I'm ducking, I get in the house, we all running, pushing each other down, trying to get in the house, you know, shot stop, two guys get hit. A guy, I'm looking at my, my my friend Keedy, he got a bullet stuck in his arm, just stuck there, another guy shot, and I go outside, it's almost 65 holes in the house. I didn't get hit one time. So this is the funny part about the That's story. That's some kind of party. Oh, this is the funny part about the story, though. About four days later, well, not four days later, so I say about a year later, I'm on the west side with my friends playing basketball, just chopping up top, shooting the breeze. And I hear one of my friends say something about that night. And I turn around and look at him. I say, fool, you know, I was out there that night. 
So your friend's saying he's the this, one that. My friends that did it? Yeah. I'm sitting there with him. And they're talking about it. And I turn around and look at him like, fool. You know, I was out there that night. And he, he and the crazy part, they laughing. Man, I apologize. It was funny to them. I'm like, I apologize. It was. I'm talking about that close. It was that close. And that's just one of many times. Now, did you say to them, hey, it, I mean, okay, yeah, I'm there, so I'm upset. But just the comfort level of if, if we take a couple guys out, we take a couple guys out. But, like, did we get any? Like, that's, I think, for someone that doesn't understand what it's like to grow up like that, mm-hmm. the acceptance, just the casualness of, like, yeah, we just sprayed a bunch of bullets at that house. If we get somebody, we get somebody. This is their lifestyle. This is how they live. You know, this this is this how they grew up. They grew up in this. So this was nothing new to them. This is this is what they do when they disagree with people. You know, and I know. How I, mad were you? So, like, were you? I wasn't mad. I couldn't have been mad because I shouldn't have been there. So you weren't mad at them because they were your friends, or because you shouldn't have been there. Like, I shouldn't have been there. Like I wasn't. I wasn't mad at they. At the I knew the beef. I knew what I was. I knew the area I was going into. At three o'clock in the morning, what happens around that time yeah. when you had a dice game? Any things like that happen? So I knew where I was. I just didn't expect it to happen that night. I couldn't. I couldn't be mad at them. Did That's anybody get, go back at them then? If everybody in the small town, it, it, it went on. It, it went on for years. It probably just stopped. Probably like probably like five six years ago. It's been going on for years. So when you go back and you try to talk to, like, how often do you go back there where you go, like, look? I, I was just home for the hurricane. You know, I went home and did a lot of stuff. I have a gym down there, so I, I made the gym a warehouse for people to send stuff for people in the city to come get, you know, diapers, clothes, all kind of stuff. Me and my family did that for, uh, my family actually just stopped last week since the hurricane hit. But, um, I mean, does anybody listen to you? Because you're, oh, yeah. You're, um, you're a sign of success, you know, and you're somebody that's from there, and they should be able to say, man, if he, but you know, not everybody's six seven with a handle and can shoot either. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm what I'm saying is, how hard is it for even you with your profile and being from there to get through to guys that you're like, look, this is not. You're going to look back on this if you make it through it, going, what an incredible waste of time. Well, they, my me, the fact that I'm successful now, yeah, and where I come from, my pedigree, my brother that got killed, he was a real gangster. My brother got bought, like he was a real gangster. I can talk Did you about look up now. to him. Yeah, because it was cool. The first guy that wrote me a blunt, the first guy that taught me how to talk to a girl. I used to, I used to sneak uh, bottles of, um, uh, not uh, Thunderbird and Boone's form into the movies. I remember that when the first time when a Menace to Society came out, uh, I wasn't old enough to go. My, uh, my, my, bro- my brother, a guy named DC and John Johnson, snuck me in the movies. I had, a, I had a uh, Raider starter jacket at the time. I remember the Raider starter jacket. I think everybody had one, and I had three bottles on each side in my sleeves. That's the only way I could go in. That's the only way they would sneak me in, and uh, and and. But my brother was a real gangster. My my brother was so gangster he tried to rob my best friend when he wasn't around me. So so people know that my pedigree and I and I've been around this my whole life. So the fact that I escaped it and 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 didn't get caught up in it, I think everybody loves the fact that they had a hand in it, especially in my city. Okay, we do have a bunch of calls, and they're more specific questions this time because we just we weren't going to do. Hey, give me your all-star sleeper. All right. If we got Steven Jackson for an hour, we have to make the most of it. So I want to ask you a little bit about the guys you didn't like playing against and yes. all the different reasons. And we do have some good questions that we've screened here. Um, and thanks for opening up about that nah, one, too, because this is always good stuff. Steven Jackson for another segment right here with Silla Show, ESPN Radio. And now another edition of Obvious News from GEICO. Experts now say that wearing more clothes in the winter will, in fact, help you be warmer. We asked cold victim Trent Patterson about this, and here's what he said. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. I I was a little cold, put on a sweater, then wasn't cold. 
I was like, what? Also in obvious news, GEICO makes it easy to save money and easy to reach them with licensed agents available around the clock. So switching is a really smart decision. That's obvious news from GEICO. All right, Stephen Jackson, Rosillo Show. It's ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. we get another segment with him. We're going to do calls here. We've screened the questions a little bit more here. So let's go to Jason in L.A. What's hey, guys. Up? What's up, Jay? Hey, Stephen. Hey, I just wanted to ask you, which celebrity uh, attended a game that you played in that made you feel like you had to really elevate your game or one that really made you really mad? Uh, celebrity that showed up that either made me elevate my game or made me mad. Um, I know I was happy to see Snoop Dogg at our game. And well, when I was in Golden State, uh, the Lakers wasn't that good, and we were we really were the best team in Cali at, at that time. And uh, when we played Dallas in the first round, and we had Snoop coming to our games, I was excited to see Snoop by, at our games because you know he was all he was a big time uh, basketball Laker fan. And to see him at our games with Golden State jerseys on, one, I was happy to see him there supporting us. You know, the rapper I looked up to. And then second, I knew what I was going to do after the game. I knew who I was hanging with, so it worked out. <laughs> you still keep in touch with Snoop? Yeah, actually, actually, he came, he uh, came to the big three uh, game, and we got a chance to hang out. And he's also involved in the Champions League that I'm a vice president of. Timeout. You you uh you won the scoring title in the big three. Yeah. So were you doing like you were dropping thirty in the big three and then going doing a hit on the jump? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, yeah, and pretty actually, much. Yeah, and actually, after right after my game at the big three, we played at Staples. We smoked out Staples Center. In the back locker room, in the locker room, I think it's never been done before. So, just so I get this straight here, uh, me and Snoop and some other guys. I'm 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 gonna say myself. I'm not gonna say everybody that was there, but me and Snoop was definitely there. All right. So you and Snoop got high before the big three no, final. After after it wasn't the final. We didn't make it into the final because you would never smoke before a game, right? Never. Only <laughs> only at the end of the season when I know I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. All right. So you got you got high with Snoop. After you won the big three deal, yes, yeah. no, we, no, no, it, it was after a game, just a game. Just yeah, a game. we didn't, didn't win it. We didn't right. win it. Yeah, we yeah. didn't win. It. We was in last place actually. I wonder why. Yeah, Chauncey Billups. Thank you, Chauncey. He didn't show up <laughs> half the games, but I, I understood he had bigger fish to fry at the time. Yeah, we thought he was going to be the Cavs GM, not your point guard. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, Cody in Virginia has a nightlife question. What's up, Cody? Turn up. Hey, Steven, I just have a couple questions for you. How uh, how nightlife compared from when you were first interning the league and how it was later on in the years? If you could drop a couple stories on us and uh, also how it felt to run up into them stands. <laughs> well, first, nightlife has changed. I couldn't I couldn't do the things today that I was doing that we were doing. You know, we 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 were going on teams I was on. We were going twelve deep to the clubs, spending ten fifteen thousand every night, uh, just just having a, a a blast. You know basically a bachelor party every night, you know, in every club, every city, which we just had a good time, you know, and we took care of each other, you know, and, and you can't do that now because it's too much social media. The way we partied, the way we had a good time, we were able to do that because it wasn't cameras in our face. It wasn't everybody trying to film what you're doing. So today I couldn't hang out like I did today. It's, it's totally different now because it's too much It's too much social media going on. I'm not trying to get in your business or anyone else's business in here, but, like, whenever I look at the Jeter profile, I go, all right, well, Jeter just sort of knew, look, I'm going to do well here. I'm in New York City. <laughs> I'm the man. Hey, why do you guys get girlfriends? Why do you get married? You know, that, that that's true. I mean, I shouldn't have been married. You know what I mean? I shouldn't have been married. But Is there an understanding with some wives on the deal where no, you just go? no. 
No. I, I always am fascinated no, by that's that. That's overrated. It ain't, it ain't no understanding. <laughs> There's no, hey, I, I understand like as long as it's, it's, it's on the road. It don't work it, like that. <laughs> nah, that's not real. I've never had a girl tell me, like, as long as I don't find out, it's, it's cool. Nah, How much of like a hassle that. is that stuff? It's, it's a hassle. Because you guys can't help. Like, but it's inflict the wounds. It's, you know, you, you're doing it to yourself. I mean, I, me personally, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't get caught like, like other guys, you know what I mean. I was I was real good with mine, you know. I, when I got divorced, it just it was just a divorce. It wasn't no infidelity in that gun. So, but I I love women, you know what I mean. I mean I I'm definitely not the guy I was when I was playing. You know I was wild in. I wanted every woman around and wasn't accepted. No, you know what I mean. I, if I had to buy it, <laughs> had to pay for it, I would. I mean that's that, that's what it was. We we didn't accept no. We, it was it was no no. You know we we didn't hear it, but. We did. And a lot. You mean just so in today's climate when you mean no? Just we wasn't taking like, it, right? You know, right. We, 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 it was under their will, but we was just being real persistent, right? You know what I'm saying? We, we any any whatever I need to do to make you happy, for you to come hang out with me, babe, I'm willing to do it. Point blank. How much money? What's the most you ever spent on a girl? Oh, it's hard to say because you know, for guys to say they don't spend money on women, they don't have any women. You are gonna spend something. On dinner, drinks, or something, you are gonna spend it on something. So you know, you might as well make it worth it. I think the most I actually gave a chick to hang out with me, five hundred dollars, just cash, hang out with me tonight. Just yeah, I, I wanted to because you know strippers they have to work to like three, four in the morning. I'm right. not staying there all night. Look, baby, go pay your uh, tip out. They have to pay tip out. See, I know so much about it. They got to pay the tip out before they can leave. So. And those nope. are all ten ninety nines, anyways. So. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's it, it's it's different than Atlanta. They got four hundred one k plans and all that. And then four one four one k in Atlanta, they got all kind of stuff. They got pensions, retirement, all kind of stuff in Atlanta for strippers. But but you know, give a five hundred dollars, say baby, go tip him and let's go. And uh, we used to do that with like ten, fifteen girls. I wish we had more time. We, we had have, fun. We had fun, man. We had fun. All right, that is my man Stephen Jackson here on the Rosillo Show. It's ESPN Radio. Again, his Instagram stories live throughout the day, underscore stack, S-T-A-K-5, underscore again. And uh, can we do this again? Anytime. All right. Sounds good. I'm That's back. perfect. We had a guy calling in for coaching advice. I just don't know how I could segue. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? Let me hear it. No, he's gone. It's already gone. You'll have to hit him up. You'll have to, he'll do the IG story live and get you some advice on how to teach a zone to high school nice. kids. Nice. All right, coming up, more on Mike Mitchell's outburst and why he's kind of right, but I'm not sure if I'm all in. That's next on ESPN Radio.